0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Coping Style Podcast. I'm your host, Mother and Kay, also known as Naraya Khan, a current college student, cat mom, writer, and aspiring therapist. Each week, you can join me in a discussion of how to cope and style by channeling the divine creative. Today, we'll be discussing where do we go from here regarding Black History Month and Black Liberation. I'll be going on a little rant, so grab some tea of your choice and let's get into it. today this is going to be our black history month episode kind of yeah um it's kind of funny how ideas are just coming to me like they're just manifesting like last minute which i'm okay with doing because i do everything last minute so that's fine with me but like for so long i was just trying to force things so much just because i wanted to be consistent but i fell the fuck off especially with that blog like i fell all the way off it was just because like me trying to force it just pushed away the process for me even further like i just did not know what to talk about and um today Everything that I'm going to talk about just kind of manifested in my life. And it's very interesting. And it's, and it's just another note of why you should just let things flow naturally. But I'm getting off topic already. This relates back to the episode because, well, first it started with the Black History Month post on the Instagram. And that post was the Intentional Joyful Action post. Let me pull it up real quick. But I made this post kind of a little bit late. It was February 3rd. It, it wasn't late. It, it wasn't late. Nothing I do is late, okay? It's on my time and when it's ready, okay? Let's just say, let's just word it like that. That that feels better to say. So this was my Black History Month post. I'm going to read the caption. So it says, It's Black History Month. Let's first address that blackness is a lifelong honorable mention Not just for one month out of the year, but for the month of February, let us take time to put extra emphasis on applying intentional, joyful action into our daily lives. Racial adversity takes a toll on our body, mind, and spirit, which is just another add-on to the inherent stressors that comes along with being human. So let's listen to music that makes us feel good, eat food that makes us feel alive, and partake in activities that bring us pure joy. You're more than deserving of it. I put together, okay, and I was just saying I put a playlist for Black History Month on Apple Music and Spotify, but we don't really need to get into that. Hold up, am I talking loud enough? I hope so. I hope so. Uh Uh-uh. But yeah, that was my Instagram post, and I didn't realize that I'll be talking about this also in the episode today, and that comes up because of this movie that i watched i started watching it sunday night for valentine's day i was like "Ooh, a new movie i'm gonna watch it tonight because I, I just love watching movies that's my thing my favorite thing to do pre covid was going to the movie theater by myself like i just love watching movies but mostly by myself because people just love to talk you know what while, while they're watching movies and that's okay that's not understandable some people are kind of weird with being in silence with another person, which is so funny to me. It's funny to, to see that, like, you really just don't know how to, you know what, let's not get into that, but the point is, I just love watching movies, and I saw that this was a new, a new movie that had, like, Keith Stanfield in it, Ashton Sanders, Algie, is it Algie or Algie? Algie Smith, Daniel Colt. I don't want to mess up his name, Kaluuya, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out, I I hope I said that right, but I was like, oh, okay, this movie is going to be fire, because they're in it, and everything that they're in, they snap in, I don't know if y'all watched Native Son, that was a good movie, it did have some triggers in it, and that did make me feel away, but it was a good movie, like, Ashton Sanders is a very good actor, I love him, but yeah, so I watched the movie well, I started watching it Sunday night for Valentine's Day and I was like, oh this is too heavy like this day is about this is supposed to be about me and loving myself and about me and self-care because it's Sunday too. So I was like, all right I'm not I'm not gonna finish this So Monday, this Monday, at like 1 p.m, I decided to sit down and watch it fully after my classes and sorry my water bottle. And afterwards, I felt so irritated, like just so irritated and triggered, and that's usually how I feel when I watch movies like that, especially when I watch slave movies. This was not a slave movie. I'm not did I mention the name Judas and the Black Messiah? I'm sorry, I'm getting a little fast talking. I just I talk fast when I when I talk about black people and mental health sometimes, because that's what I like talking about, especially black people. So, I'm going to try to calm myself down. I took some CBD, that Harmony CBD that I talked about on Instagram. That's what I took. But I probably need some more. But at the same time, if I take some more, I'm going to sleep because it is 11.40, p- 1140 p.m. Wednesday night, before the night before I have to put this out. So, you know, I probably shouldn't do that, but yeah um like I was saying I get very triggered by these movies so of course I felt very irritated after this and I should have known that I was gonna feel irritated after this but because of the cast I was like I have to watch it and it was a good film it was just one of those things that makes me feel irritated makes me feel very triggered and (sighs) And and then in my mind I was like, why why are they always putting out these type of movies out on Black History Month like why are they always doing that like why you know the little um, Black History Month packages that be on Hulu Netflix and HBO Max and Showtime and Stars like they have a little section for it I was like why why are they always like slave movies and civil civil war movies and why why are they always gotta be like that but then i was looking at the i was looking at hbo max in particular and it and it literally wasn't like there were i was watching drumline last night that's my movie i was watching drumline they got love jones loving basketball which used to be my favorite but it's not really my favorite anymore but they have some they have some positive funny movies on there i just decided to watch Judas and the Black Messiah like that was an intentional action knowing that I get triggered by it and so afterwards I was just like oh uh -uh. like I need to I need to calm myself down because like I said I watched at 1 p.m. on a Monday night I mean on a Monday afternoon so I still needed to be productive that day and I just didn't want to spend the rest of my day like very irritated you know so I put on this playlist by Apple Music. It was Pure Focus, I believe, which is just a instrumental, like a electronic instrumental type of playlist, and I really, really like it. I recommend that if you have Apple Music, um, yeah, if you have Apple Music, I recommend that you listen to that because it's very helpful. But yeah, I was just I put that on and I was picking up a book to read to just like calm my mind and like it's escape from what the fuck I just watched and it just wasn't hitting me like I was just like no like I need to release this you know reflect release your charge that's what I had to do so I released by writing and um, the way that I wrote was just very honest for me it was very honest and It's been something that I've been wanting to say and acknowledge, like, just within myself. But I haven't just because I felt like, for one, this is a very sensitive topic, even though it involves me because I am black. So whatever opinion that I have is valid. So I was just like, no, like, I'm going to speak my mind and I'm going to write this out the way that I'm feeling. And actually maybe maybe i'll read it real quick let's read it okay so it's titled black liberation and this is just a free right so i just jump around okay so yeah everyone comes to this conclusion of war and violence but where would that leave us my utopia does not have violence it does not tolerate discrimination my utopia is within me external chaos external trauma when I feel the most at peace, it is when I'm by myself, listening to my music and working on bettering myself and my family and my community. Maybe the key to black liberation isn't in collectivity. Maybe it's in solidarity first. Focusing on inner peace, inner healing, is a fair? No, but it seems like the only way that is our div- that is our divine right. We see time after time how collectives are destroyed and manipulated and overthrown. Maybe it's time to move inwards. Not everybody is cut out to constantly fight, and not everybody is cut out to take the time to find inner peace. I see things within. I spend that time with myself to have that perspective that I have. I have inner peace. Most times, not all the time. Most of my days are peaceful and light. I'm not too hard on myself. I mind my business. I pray to God. I listen to my music, and I live my life. That is the best way that i can live my best black life i don't work for anyone i live with the approval and protection from god no one else i achieve peace because i trust in the divine therefore i trust myself i cannot trust others to bring me inner peace i cannot continue to pray for better days that i can only wait i cannot continue to pray for better days i can only live my best days when i can I feel like I am letting my people down in a way because it's not the collective agreement but it is the agreement that I have made for myself and with myself and an agreement that that I feel may be right for others. We cannot continue to internalize the external. At this point we have to hold people accountable that has been ingrained in our mental codes to be hateful and greedy. All of us, black, latino, white, asian, with discrimination, trafficking, overpopulation, pollution, patriarchy, it's time to heal, nurture, and repair. The earth is dying and we as the human race will end up killing each other. Start looking within, there are answers and healing there, waiting for us to listen. Your body, mind, and spirit are calling you to the stand to unpack your truth. Your own personal implicit bias or your implicit prejudice hold yourself accountable and hold your your community accountable as well. Another war or revolution isn't going to do anything. Pray, eat a nutritional diet, distance from the media, read and educate yourself, go to therapy and heal, rest, invest in yourself, live for yourself. That is the only divine and sustainable way. And that's kind of just what I wrote. So, I kind of want to I want to break that down because that was a lot. That was a lot and I get it. That was a lot. So, let's just start out first with me acknowledging how I truly feel about black liberation and about how I think we can achieve it individually. So, the reason why I was saying that I don't really think okay how do I say this in a mindful way okay it's not that moving as a collective and having these parties the Black Panther Party and you know the Black Lives Matter movement I'm not really a big fan of that but we're not going to get into that having these movements having these parties having these collectives that's not a problem at all The only reason why I said what I said was because of this ideal of the way that I see the system and the way that it works in my head. So I have this analogy. So with the Panopticon system, we don't see the people who are really in power, but they see us and they hear everything they do and they watch everything that we do. So basically, I see it as a chessboard. These celebrities, these influencers, these politicians, they're all pawns of the chessboard. And the rest of the population, we're just the chessboard itself getting played. Like, literally, that's just how I see things. And the people who are up in the panopticon, who are watching over us, who are controlling what's going on, who are the people in power... Actual power, making shit happen, enforcing the laws of the system. You know, we don't see them. We don't see them. We we don't have access to them, but they have access to all of us. And we see this in Judas and the Black Messiah. They had that organiza- organiz- Oh my God! They had that organization. They had that effective communication, but. It was always something, you know, it was always something moving in the shadows, moving in private to destroy this public collective movement that was literally just for black liberation and not even just black liberation. We saw this in the movie. I don't want to get too deep in the movie because it's not about the movie, but we see this all the time, even with the Black Lives Matter movement, this, it it became a trend Like, you got people putting BLM in their bios, but they're not fighting for Black liberation. (laughs) Like, you got companies saying BLM, but they're not doing anything for Black liberation. The question, like, I'm sorry, I I don't want to get too deep into the Black Lives Matter movement, because that's a thing in itself. (sighs) That's a whole episode in itself, and I don't want to get into that too much. I'm just saying that there are forces that are above us sometimes and moving in that public collective can be a threat and it is a threat and you know what I came to realize is that I cannot control the external like I cannot like I can't but what I can control is the internal and that's what I personally want to focus on and that's what I've been focusing on and lately my my days have been great like I've been feeling good you know and I want other people to feel good because this is a very heavy sensitive topic that for one has been weighing on me and I'm sure has been weighing on a bunch of other people and you know, like I said in that, in that little bio, that affects our bodies, that affects our minds, and that affects our spirits. So it's just not healthy to continue to carry that weight on. And that's why after I wrote this, I just had to sit down and, and not to get all spiritual and religious on y'all, but I just had to sit down and pray to God and ask him to release that ancestral trauma that has been inherently given to me. And has been passed down generation after generation. And I kind of felt kind of guilty for praying about that. Because I do not want to disrespect my ancestors. And deny their pain, their suffering, and their struggles that they've been going through. I mean, that they went through. And, you know, I just didn't want to be disrespectful. But the way that I kind of like debunked that was I also prayed to just carry on everything positive that they experienced and that they felt all that love and happiness and that culture that was most definitely there but doesn't really get taught to us much and that's part of the coping homework is if you haven't to do your research and educate yourself on your positive ancestral history Everything positive, not the negatives. Don't focus on the negatives. Kind of block that out. And, you know, I wonder, because I'm going to do this myself, I wonder if it'll be a struggle to find a lot of positive research on certain racial identities' ancestors. I don't know. That's a little little hypothesis, but I wonder how that's going to play out. I don't know, it's interesting to me. But yeah, like I just I just had to pray to release that because I I just felt so exhausted and irritated about it and prior to that I was in a really good mood. Like I was, you know, in my normal positive mood. So the fact that I was feeling so negative really didn't sit right with me. So I listened to my body You know, I listened to my mind and I listened to my spirit because it was clearly trying to tell me something that there is something wrong and you need to acknowledge it. And so that's why I prayed and that's why I wrote things out to try to figure out what's really going on here. And you know what? None of us can control that we inherit, you know, our ancestral trauma And it's not just black people, okay? It's literally all of us. With white people, they are, they inherit that colonizer mindset, that privileged mindset. And, you know, at the end of the day, we can't blame each other for inheriting that. But we do have to hold ourselves accountable for what we inherit and how we manage that. I have to cope with that. I have to understand that I need to release my ancestral trauma and just hold on to all of the things that make them them, all of the positives, all of the love, all of the culture, all of the happiness that they experience and let go of that negative shit, like, for real. Because it was really weighing on me and I was like, uh-uh, mm-mm. And not to say that it's necessarily gone, I don't think it's gone, but I actually went to, I had a therapy session Tuesday, so literally the day after, and um, it was funny because I didn't really have anything to talk about, and she always would say, like, make sure that you come with something to talk about, and I was like, "Mm, I don't know what to talk about, and then that happened Monday, and I was like, okay, so I'm gonna ask her how how to cope with um, how to cope with trauma and so the first thing that she was saying was to know your triggers just the fact that I acknowledged and reflected on the on me feeling some type of way after watching this movie and knowing that I feel that same way when I watch certain types of films and series and when I expose myself to certain things in the media like, Black people dying, literally being murdered in the media like and plastered all over the media like it's normal and it's not normal. It's very, very not normal, but they're trying to normalizing it. Oh my God, I cannot talk, but they're trying to normalize it. And it's just it's just it's just not normal. It's okay, this is how this is how my therapist worded. it. She said it was a normal thing for our country. But that does not make it normal for us to, you know, perceive that and to take that in. And, you know, every time I would see that, it would make me feel uneasy. So, I want to bring this to my social cognition class. And we're learning about priming. And I feel like, well, first of all, I feel like, advertising is all priming it's all psychology which is why i liked it i, I don't know why i took an advertising class but i took one and i and i really enjoyed it because it was just psychology but we were learning about priming and how that can affect us unconsciously there's pre-conscious priming and postconscious priming and i feel as though when we're exposed to Black people being murdered in the media, black people being abused, black people being discriminated against so much, and not, you know, the success of black people so much, that's just priming us to normalize that this is the behavior, no, 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 that aggressive behavior towards black people is normal, and the treatment of black people is normal, and it's not true and it messes up with your it messes your head all the way up and it it's very frustrating and irritating and aggravating you know like it's 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 not okay so that's another thing just distancing yourself from the media sometimes because it can be very chaotic it can be very manipulative and that's all like your your body and your mind and your spirit is all storing everything that you're taking in so you really have to be mindful and more intentional with your consumption of but whether it's digital whether it's people the energies from different people in your life like you just have to be more mindful of that even with music you have to be intentional with everything okay and this can be hard but having reminders of this is really important and key to, you know, get that practice in so it becomes more of a habit. But yeah, going through my notes and my journals, like of just what I was writing, because that's what kind of brought me here. But um, I also realized with mindfulness that Well, the the whole idea with mindfulness is really just grounding yourself in the present and focusing on the present. But I feel like as a collective. Wait, how do I say this? As a collective human race, I guess. Is that okay? I guess. We kind of just been holding on to the past so much that we literally manifest it into the present. And, like, that's why we're at this position that we're at. Like, we're literally recycling the past into our lives now. Like, things look different, but it's essentially the same. Like, the same things are still currently happening. And I feel like it's because we're not letting that go. Like, we have to all let that go, which takes a lot of healing, nurturing, and repair, which was I was talking about, like, that's having another, having a revolution, having a civil war, like, I just don't see how that's helping anything or anybody, like, I just don't see it, and I honestly, wholeheartedly don't think that we, well, let me just speak for myself, I personally am not cut out for that. I'm not. And I know a lot of people are not cut out for that. Like, for real, the way that it would have to be. Y'all not cut out for that. Y'all not. And I don't think that is necessary. I completely understand the intent behind it because of how heavy this topic is and how much it has affected us and how much we carry it with us every single day. But, like, honestly, when you practice mindfulness and when you understand that the past is the past and the present is now you just realize that you can't you can't keep bringing that into the present but I know this conversation is very hard when we're still experiencing that past now I get it I totally understand but the reason that we're experiencing that is because we're also bringing that into the present and it's all of us like literally everyone, which makes it such a hard conversation. but that's why I I kind of was saying how I can't trust anybody else to you know bring me inner peace, bring me my inner utopia like I can't trust anybody else to do that because I like we can't even trust ourselves like we, we're literally, caught in the past literally we're not being progressive because we're stuck in the past and this is a hard conversation to have and and it might be hard to hear from some people and I'm also not trying to like say or trying to debunk anybody's beliefs or opinions but I feel like this personal view is not talked about enough honestly The importance of just listening to your body and listening to your mind and your spirit. Like, we are exhausted. We are hurt. Like, we need repair. We need healing. We need nurturing. And this kind of goes back into what I was saying about patriarchy. Like, I just threw that in there real quick. But I was watching a YouTube video and... I don't know who was saying this. I would have to. I would have to try to find it. But in the video, was basically saying how we need divine feminine energy to balance out the world that we live in now. Like it's just overpowered with masculine energy, and we need that nurturing, healing energy to help restore our world to help restore our society like we need healing nurturing and repair especially in the black community because that's what we're talking about cause it's black history month but this is in regards to everybody and you know like and it's not to you know to shit on the the masculine energy it's not it's just it's just we're in a very unbalanced world right now and we need more than anything we need balance we need to restore our balanced world we need to heal we need to nature i mean we need to nurture <laughs> sorry y'all it's 12 a.m <laughs> and i'm doing this last minute i'm sorry my mind is a little messed up right now but yeah that's 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 kind of where I was going with that and I think if you're someone who struggles with focusing in the present I know I definitely do and the fact that I've been practicing it more kind of helps me and it's becoming more of a habit to focus in the present and not worry about you know future because i was more so focused in the future than the past but i've been carrying that that past trauma with me from my ancestors so it was kind of like pulling and tugging me from what i really needed to focus on which is the present and yeah to my therapy session and what My therapist was telling me because I think I think it's important you know and I like to share I would like to share that so after you know she was telling me to know your triggers which is important know what makes you feel a certain way know what triggers you basically and by doing that you just listen to your body you listen to your mind You listen to your spirit so whatever is causing you physical pain or a physical ache then maybe that's a trigger for you something that is making you feel very sad very depressed very anxious very angry that's a trigger for you something that's making you feel very spiritually uneasy that might be a trigger for you you just have to learn how to understand your body's language basically because stress and trauma really gets stored in our bodies like she was telling me how you know acne can be a manifestation of stress or trauma how you can have constipation how you can have tension in your neck and your back you can have psoriasis like you can have knee aches stress and trauma can manifest in your body in so many different ways so it's really important that you start to take note of that and be more mindful of the way your body, your mind and your spirit is communicating with you. She was also saying what I was talking about earlier of holding yourself accountable. So whatever that whatever it is that you were that was negatively inherent to you, you have to take accountability for managing that in a way that is healthy and manageable for you okay also collectivity which is interesting I like the way that she brought up collectivity because like I was saying earlier I can't really trust other people to achieve that inner peace for me and I was saying this in a way understanding that I I'm not cut out for a war. I'm not cut out for a revolution. Like, I just personally am not. So, how can I expect somebody else to achieve what I'm looking for? Black liberation, inner peace for me when I'm not doing the work myself, you know? This is just how I... This is just my way to my personal black liberation, in a way. Yeah. But the way that she brought up collectivity was basically to have a support group, have people that you can go to and talk about these things with when you need it. And she was just telling me to join a a club for um, black psychology majors and stuff, which I kind of did, but, you know, I fell off. But yeah, she was just telling me to make sure that you have a strong support group, which I agree with. I think that's important. Talk about that in The Power and Collectivity. I I think that's a good reference blog post. I do. Because I keep talking about it. But, yeah. Um, Also, stop being in denial. You know what? I honestly feel like I had to take accountability, like, what was that? Like, November or December when I made that blog post, The Demand for Black Educators, Therapists, and Counselors. I had to hold accountability for myself because, just because of the way that I was feeling when I posted that. Like, I was just feeling very uneasy, very um, nervous for people to read that, you know? And this was due to me, like, constricting my blackness openly in the public way. Wait, constricting my blackness for the public, but me being so open about it privately. Like, that kind of, like, debunks the whole purpose of, you know, celebrating your own blackness and being open and being free in your blackness. And I was kind of doing it because, you know, I just didn't want to... Hmm... Let, let's get into that I, don't, I mean I just didn't want to talk about blackness and black issues too much on coping styles for some reason even though I'm black and I live this shit but I was just like oh I don't know like I don't want to I don't want to how do I word this I'm sorry like I said it's 12 a.m right now so, I was just like, I don't want to make anybody else feel who's non-black and who may read this. I don't want them to feel like this is a black platform. I think that's what it, where I was going with it. But I did that shit anyway because first of all, in all my essays <laughs> for for school, I talk I end up talking about black people and mental health. That's just what I do. That's what I'm passionate about for real. That's what I want to do research in. And yeah, but for some reason I was just like, oh, like I don't I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. Like I was just getting very nervous about it. And it was like, baby loves. Relax. Like just do what you love. Do what you love for real. And I think this is an issue. For other black people too, like, when you're starting something for the public eye, you have this choice to either, you know, be un- unapologetically black up front, like, this is who I am, this is what I talk about, I'm going to mention black issues, like it or not, and, you know, if you do that, you're going to attract people who support you regardless, you know, they're they're on your wave, they support that, they like that honesty, they like that realness, or you can choose this other path where you're constricting your blackness to seem more socially acceptable but the problem with that is you're going to attract people who see you for that but then eventually you'll get to this point where you're like well I don't want to be like this no more I want to be my true black self like I want to be unapologetically black now and then your support system the people who supported you for this other you are gonna be like ew like what the fuck is she doing no i'm out and then you're literally back to draw one so really i just have to let that go and understand that this is who i am and this is what i'm passionate about so i'm gonna talk about it and it's important to talk about so fuck that and do it that, was, that post was actually for an assignment. It was for my education, for liberation class. And I actually really enjoyed writing that. I loved writing about Black people. I loved writing about that in particular because therapy, counseling, and Black educators are extremely important. They're, like, foundational to a young Black scholar. So, you know... I enjoyed talking about that. That was not a problem. I love talking about that. But that was just, um, that whole little rant, that was just an example of how to stop being in denial and take accountability for your actions. And also take accountability for how you feel about things. Like, I remember in the summer when George Floyd was murdered, Breonna Taylor, and it was just. It was, it was a lot. That summer was a lot, and it was a lot to see, especially being here in Philadelphia. Like, I was driving down the street, seeing, um, seeing cars on fire, seeing police lined up in the streets with guns and shit. And I was like, hold on, like, where am I? Like, where am I at? Like, it just felt like a flashback from the past. And that goes back to what I was saying, how we're literally manifesting the past into our present instead of just focusing on the present and living life for the now like it baffles me it baffles me like but i i completely understand because it's such a heavy weighted topic and it's so sensitive but we just have to we just have to stop being in denial we have to take accountability and we have to heal ourselves we have to nurture ourselves, we have to repair, we have to restore our society, restore the world, like, our earth is literally dying, as we're, like, literally killing ourselves, it's, it's chaotic, you know, and that, it just, this even just feels a lot to say, like, like, I'm saying a lot, you know, but it's, it's what it is, it's chaotic, it's, stupid honestly it's so stupid but it has so much weight to it that you can't even like treat it like that but yeah that was one thing that she was talking about and um i i definitely do think that you should have a support group where you can talk about this with people but i also think that you know we need to be more integrated like I don't, if I'm being honest, I don't really have many white friends, and I would love to have this conversation with some white people, with just some non-black people, and just, like, I would love to bring people on here, and we can just have a discussion, you know, like, I would love that, like a little podcast panel, you know, how about that, what y'all think about that, I would love that, I would love to hear other opinions, and I would love to have other opinions talk about this on here so other people can, you know, get a, a more variety a more wide perspective of, you know, how people are feeling about this and how people are trying to achieve their own black liberation and what that looks like for them and what liberation means to them period. I would love I would just love to hear that. And I would love to try to do that. So I don't know. I'm a gonna, I'ma gonna try to think about how I could do that. Just because, like, with the audio and with COVID and stuff, you know, we're not trying to get too close. But, you know, I would would truly love to do that. I'm going to try to figure out a way that we could do that maybe. Probably, like, on Zoom, but I don't know how the audio would sound. Let me know. Y'all let me know if you would like to be on here and talk about this. Let me know. Reach out to me. I'll try to, like... I don't know what I'm going to try to do, but I'm going to try to do something and I would definitely want to do that in the future. So, yeah. Um, another thing that she was talking about was going back and supporting the community. I feel like when you're starting to realize this and you're starting to be more mindful and intentional with your life, it's time to bring that and share that with other people. Um, and you can do this in any way, any way that seems right to you. I personally want to, I'm for the kids. Like, I lo- I just love the kids. I want to work with kids. So I really want to, like, have a program in schools for kids, like an after-school program or something. I just love kids, and, I- and I'm trying to help the kids. I think, you know, your childhood is just the foundational element to your whole life we all if you think about it we all end up dealing with some childhood trauma that we experienced that we thought didn't matter but when we got older and we get older it just weighs heavier and heavier on us so I just I think childhood therapy childhood coping is so important and that's one way to give back and yeah just supporting supporting your peers I've been seeing, okay, I've been seeing a lot of my peers doing great things, like, great things, and that shit makes me so happy to see, like, today, shout out to BJ, everybody who's watching, everybody who's listening probably know who BJ is, BJ, shout out to you, shout out to you, like, I haven't talked to BJ in so long, but he texted me today and then I called him and we just catching up and this nigga is a chef. Ooh. Do I want to say that? I don't want to say that word on here. I'm so sorry, y'all. This guy, this dude is a chef. I'm like, hold on. Hold on. Okay, chef. Working on his second degree. I don't know if you want me to say all this, but you know what? Like, I just love hearing stuff like that. Oh my God. You know what? You know what I also want to start doing? I want to start mentioning everything that y'all are doing on here. Just shouting people out, you know, collectivity, supporting your community, you know, that's what it's all about, okay? And that's what I want to do. Like, that, that just made me so happy. Like, I was like, oh, like, I'm, I miss my friend and I haven't talked to him in a grippy grip. And I just I just love seeing, like, my peers from high school and my peers in college just doing great things. Like, y'all better go ahead. Oh, my God. I feel like an old mom or granny. Like, I feel old. But, like, I it just makes me so happy to see. Like, I love seeing stuff like that. And I love that. Like, I just feel like our generation is, like, very... Progressive, Very much on this progressive movement. And I love it. Like, keep this shit up. We, we got some things we need to work on. And we gonna get into those things. We, we talk about those things here. But we gonna cope with them together. And move in a progressive way. Okay? Alright. Also, she was talking about representation. So... Yeah, I think that that kind of went back to going back and supporting your community. Like, for me, example, I want to be a psychologist. So she was just saying, um, make sure that you're looking out for young black people just like how I'm in this position. I'm trying to cope with what I got going on and when I was younger I was struggling to cope so she was just like make sure you be you become that representation that you were looking for yourself. So yeah, I thought that was a really important note. Just shout out to her. You know, like I found a black therapist through through college. So if you're in college Utilize your counseling services sometimes they can be very rocky and just not it, but sometimes you know you might find what you need, you know you might find what you need, and I love her she she's just she's very blunt, you know, and I was like, I like that. I like blunt people. I really do. let me know, let me know what's going on. Let me know what I'm doing wrong. That's what I like, but yeah, and she was also talking about. Watching more uplifting black movies because I made that intentional choice to watch Judas and the Black Messiah, knowing what I was getting into, knowing subconsciously like this is going to trigger me, but I watched it anyway. So she was just saying, you know, be more intentional about intentional. Oh my God, intentional about what you watch, and that's so true. That's so true. So you know what, my favorite my favorite movie that I kind of been forgetting about because they took it off Netflix for one and I can't find it anywhere else for free anywhere else so I'm gonna buy it because it's my favorite movie but I'm gonna buy the movie dope do y'all watch? have y'all watched dope because that is my movie that is my favorite movie I love I love that movie so much like I can't I can't even describe how much I love that movie I could do a whole episode I'm gonna do a whole episode on that movie because I love it so much. Like I just love it so much. And if you haven't seen it, go watch dope. You probably gonna have to pay for it because they took it off of everything. And I'm like, why are they take? Why? Why would they? Let's see, let me stop cursing. Why would they take it off of Netflix? What's wrong with y'all? Like what? So I'm gonna buy it because I am going to support them, and two because that's literally my favorite movie. Also think like a man is like another one of my favorite movies avatar i love oh my god i love avatar and i cannot wait for avatar 2 we've been waiting years years and i know it's gonna be amazing oh my god i can't wait i also can't wait i'm sorry i'm going to ram movies i can't wait for um what was it kong versus godzilla (sighs) the amount of times i would stay up at night, watching that three-hour—it was like three-hour movie of, um, was it Kong, King Kong? Oh my God! And when he got on the, when he got on that building, and he fell, I was like, ah. <sighs> I love stuff like that. So I'm very excited to watch more uplifting, happy movies. Like that's what I like, and lately. I can't even really watch psychological thrillers. I can't really watch crime movies like that. Like, now I'm just very sensitive to certain content, and it triggers me, so I need to be more intentional with that. Like, the movie The Tax Collector, it was a great movie. That's why I kept watching it, even though it was, like, really, like, scaring me. I was like, hold up now. I didn't know it was going to be like that. And my thing was, like, they, like, Heavily advertised Shia LaBeouf in the movie. He died. Oh, I'm sorry. If you haven't watched it, I'm sorry. But he died. <laughs> he died. Like, he died. He was the sidekick. <laughs> like, he died. Um, So, I kind of watched it for him. Even though I shouldn't have because of the whole thing where he's been apparently abusive. So to FKH Wiggs, so you know, we don't support him. We don't support that over here. But I watched it in silence and privacy. Now I'm, you know, exposing myself right now. But it was a good movie, but it was scary and I regret watching it even though it was a good movie. It was just like, oh this is too much. It was too much. But yeah, um this whole this whole episode is really just about intentional joyful action be more mindful be more intentional about how you live and you know do like i said do do what makes you happy do what makes you feel joy do what makes you feel loved be love you know be joyful be happy because you are deserving of it you have that divine right to do that you have the right to feel liberated you have the right to achieve inner peace you know and i want to say that i'm not saying this that you cannot you know fight for black liberation because even though i'm saying this and i'm saying that you know the way that i'm trying to achieve that is really just to you know focus on inner peace and getting myself together healing and nurturing and repairing myself so that i'm restored enough to go back and give back to the community and be a good representation for those young people who are who are and were wait what the fuck i'm sorry who are in the same position that i was in that's what i was trying to say but yeah um just be more intentional be more joyful okay be more mindful and that's kind of you know the point of this episode so yeah So let's quickly go over the coping homework for this week. So the first thing is just all about focusing on what makes you personally feel joyful, peaceful, and loved. So you want to set joyful intent for your day in the morning and create routines and exercises that makes you feel peaceful, joyful, um, and loved. And to do this, I want you to write out what makes you feel joyful. Write a list of everything that makes you feel joyful. Write a list of everything that makes you feel peaceful. And write a list of everything that makes you feel loved. And reference this list to create your own personal morning... Own per, Oh my God. Reference this list to create your own personal personalized morning routines, and coping exercises. I'm sorry, it's getting close to 1am, I'm so sorry. Let me repeat that. So basically, what I want you to do is write a list of everything that makes you feel joyful, another list of everything that makes you feel peaceful, and another list of what of everything that makes you feel loved. And just reference this list, or these lists, to create your own personalized morning routines, night routines, and coping exercises so for example let me think um, a coping exercise that I do whenever I'm feeling very tired especially um, when I'm working all day on writing or schoolwork sometimes I really just need to get up and move I'm gonna be talking about body movement and releasing stress through body movement for a uh, episode, so I don't want to get too much into that. But sometimes I'll literally just play my favorite music, and this is this is embarrassing. Why is this embarrassing for me? But I'll literally just dance. Like <laughs> I don't know why I'm embarrassed, but I just like I really like to dance. Nobody really knows this about me, but I really like to dance. It. Really just helps me release and feel good and be free. Like, that's how I, that's like one of the best ways that I just feel free. Another way is literally going on a drive. I love to drive. I love to drive, especially like on Kelly Drive in Philly. If you, if you know, you know. I love, I love to drive. You know, I'm blasting my music, but lately. It's been snowing in the roads, you know, and I don't want to be outside, so, you know, I don't really drive too much lately, but just stopping what I'm doing and dancing helps me so, so, so much, so, you know, do whatever you need to, you know, feel joy, to feel peace, to feel love, something that I do to feel peaceful, Hmm i'm so sorry if you guys hear that i have very thin walls in this apartment but something that i do to feel peaceful is writing writing i don't know if you can tell but with these writing exercises but writing is like my biggest coping mechanism for real i love it and it's a big relief for me so yeah and something that i do to feel love you know what, all I do is self-love, honestly, so literally, hmm, actually getting ready and, like, doing my makeup, like, and it's not even, it's not even about, you know, the makeup itself, it's just about taking that time for myself in the morning, like, just actually getting ready every morning, and I was, I was watching or reading something, and it was saying to um, when you get ready to also get dressed, especially nowadays, like, I know, I feel like I've been wearing sweats for over a year now because of COVID, like, I've just been in the house, I'm like, why would I ever get dressed, but that honestly helps, getting dressed, or just acting like I'm going somewhere, I don't know, that's kind of a way that I feel self-love, um, which is the best love to me. <laughs> okay? But yeah, that those are just little ways that I feel love. And then the second part of this exercise is knowing your triggers. So, write down what makes you feel triggered, which may take time to curate a list. So, really in your notes, if you have notes in your in your phone, I want you to just write down whatever makes you feel Physically ill in that moment, whatever makes you feel emotionally unstable. So, like if you're all of a sudden feeling very irritated by something, write that down. Write why you're feeling irritated, and what 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 just um, write just write down what makes you feel un- uneasy in general, and kind of create this list of these triggers so that you're more aware of you know what your what your triggers are and what your body and your mind. And your spirit is trying to tell you and how to better understand that language. I feel like this is a good startup exercise to get to know yourself a little bit more. Know, you know, what makes you you feel good and what makes you feel like shit, you know? That's important. So, yeah. Alright, so I hope you guys didn't mind the way that I kind of did this episode it's a very long episode and i was like when i started this i was like i don't know if i can talk for an hour but i did i ran my mouth for over an hour and now i feel like i need to shut up and this episode wasn't really organized like the last one was like the last one i did i literally did google slides (laughs) i literally did a presentation okay this one i kind of just wanted to you know Talk about what I wrote in my in my journal and what I what me and my therapist talked about in my therapy session and talk about something that's been on my mind but I kinda didn't really wanna let myself allow myself to think it but now I'm in a place where I think it's important and yeah so I hope you guys enjoyed. This is the end of the episode. So Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Coping Styles, on, as well as subscribe to my blog at withmotherandk.com. Sorry for my late night mind, but thank you for taking this time to cope with me. And let me know how the coping homework plays out for you. Always with love, Mother and K.